welcome to another edition of the Deliberation Sports Podcast, brought to you right here, uh, wherever you're listening at, whatever podcast platform you're listening, online, internet, whether you're at work, working out, wherever you're doing, whether you listen to this, uh, we definitely appreciate y'all for checking us out, uh, Deliberation Sports, man, I got the crew with me, I'm Josh Midget, uh, joined by Justice Bolden, Evan DeVoe. It'll be a live edition. I already know. Uh, going into this thing, I'll talk a lot of NBA, a lot of stuff going on in the NBA, uh, National Basketball Association, uh, tons of headlines to get into. Uh, so we're going to get right to it. Justice Golden, kick us off with the social media so the good people can follow us and uh, check out everything about deliberation. Well, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, Deliberation SP1, Instagram Deliberation Sports, and also Facebook. We have both the Deliberation Sports Podcast and the Deliberation Sports Community Group. Not only that, uh, like I said, we're we're all over, so uh, definitely, definitely check us out on uh, social media. Definitely, definitely, man. You can check us out. Subscribe on Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, every, everywhere yes. the podcast exists, yeah. Absolutely. Subscribe, 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 share, subscribe, do it all. Uh, for the hottest new sports podcast in the country, that's Deliberation Sports, as we deliberate. Um, so, okay, first of all, with the NBA, they the biggest thing going right now is Jimmy Butler uh, to the 76ers. We had a podcast on that. Uh, you can check that out on uh, the podcast platforms uh, and uh, hear our initial thoughts on the trade. But now he's played some games, big game last, uh, the other night, uh, taking on the Charlotte Hornets, um, hitting a big game winner right in the eye of Dwayne Bacon, um, which uh, seeing that was was just incredible. Um, looks like he's exactly what the 76ers needed, um, you know, at least early on. Uh, but, um, guys, what do you think? I'm, I, I'm not sold on the Sixers right now. I, I know early on I thought they were going to be great, but uh, it's been somewhat of a mixed bag. I, I'm not sure if Jimmy Butler is enough to get that team over the hump. I, I, I like the group. Certainly Joel Embiid is one of the NBA's great players in, in, in the post, and, and you got J.J. Redick and Ben Simmons. But I, I got to see how that's going to go long term because is Jimmy Butler the guy that you bring in to take and make those late game shots, and is that something he's going to do throughout the season? I'm, he's capable, but I'm not sold on the Philadelphia 76ers as a team that can uh, win the East and get out. Interesting, interesting. Now they let let Kimba get off for of 60 in that game. Also, you let you let Kimba Walker give you 60, so that that lets you know right there they don't play any defense. Uh, until maybe late in the game, but you, you can't let Kimball Walker go get sixty on you, and you just barely get out of Charlotte with a win. That's that's a, that's a one of the NBA's worst worst teams. I don't know, man. I, I've always been a Kimball fan personally, uh, but you know, I don't know. But uh, Evan, what you think? I'm just trying to figure out why he's talking about Kimball like he chopped liver. Kimball, uh, Kimball got, got buckets, man. I mean, the last. Uh, three years, he's averaged 21, 23, and 22. That guy got work. He's a uh, bucket getter, but come on, man. 60? Who's guarding him? Uh, Kimba has, has went for big numbers before, man. Mm-hmm. But we we talking about the Philadelphia 76ers, who I picked on our last podcast to come out the East and this <laughs> and Jimmy Butler. I mean, it does it for me. I look at their game um, – Against the Hornets, Joel Embiid had 33 and 11. J.J. Redick had 23. And if y'all remember, I said, you're going to put J.J. Redick back in that starting lineup. Jimmy Butler uh, is another weapon. Uh, when he penetrates and kick, that's going to get J.J. open shots. Uh, Jimmy Butler had 15 his first game, uh, which was against Utah. He had 28. But if you guys remember, on the podcast, I said, Ben Simmons is struggling. Because all they're doing is packing the box. Yep. If you had Jimmy, and if you had JJ in that lineup, they're not going to be able to just uh, pack the paint on him. The guy went for 23 points, 11 rebounds, and the one that I like the most, he had nine assists. Jimmy Butler opens up this offense. I mean, so much. It's crazy. And they, they've only played a couple games. The only thing that can hurt this team is Brent Brown's coaching. Period. 
that is it. And I, I've said it openly and publicly before. His coaching was terrible last year against the Boston Celtics in the playoffs. This team, the process is complete. It's on the players and the coaches. The general manager, upper management have done their part. Okay. They drafted well with the tanking. When the guys got injured, they waited for them to heal properly. They didn't rush the process and they got a trade for all star to go with their good draft picks. The process is complete. The only seven and eight Orlando Magic team. You know what? I'm going to say this real quick because I know Evan's got a response to that. Go ahead. I'm like this. I see what you're saying, but I'm looking at the roster. You know, like I said, starting five, you know, you can't really beat it too much if they if they do the right thing with the rotations. But other than that, man, there's just nothing there. They're not a good road. They're not a good road team against uh, Orlando in the fourth quarter. They got outscored thirty-five to nineteen. I think on the road they're two and seven. Uh, of course, Jimmy Butler's only been there for a few games, but I just don't think on the road the team can win win big games in, in an opponent's house. We saw it against a bad team in Charlotte, but I don't think they can do it against even uh, middle to pack the great teams in the East. And the key thing on the road is the bench, supporting cast, role players got to step up. Let's see. I'm gonna read a couple of these role players. Uh, Justice, I think your um, your distant cousin Jonah Boulder. Uh, you got uh, Demetrius Jackson, Amir Johnson, Furkan Korkmaz, you know T.J. McConnell, Mike Muscala, Justin Patton. I mean, what, I, I don't even know. I feel like I'm reading a, a D League, a G League team. Uh, roster. So that's all I'm saying. I, I they got a nice. A lot of y'all felt the same when they had Robert Covington. And y'all was like, who? And the guy stepped up. Who's just saying? Like, you can say what you want, but I mean, those guys. That's a good team, man. And Justice, I think you'll quit going out on the limbs, man. You went with those sorry Nuggets, man. You went out with them, and they went just a wall. But you're saying Orlando could beat them. So you're saying in the seven-game series, you're taking Orlando over Philly, correct? I don't know about that. I don't know about okay, that. Okay, so what's the point of bringing it up there? We ain't got nothing to talk about. I'm just saying, we've seen them get exposed already early on in the Jimmy Butler tenure. Can they get it done in the fourth quarter? I, in the third game, game, dude. Oh, my God. I'm going to get it done. All right, I mean, so you you telling me you got Philly going into Toronto, winning on the road, winning in a series when it counts? I do. And you got you got one guy, Jimmy Butler, that's that's gonna take and make big shots late. Well, Ben Simmons doesn't even shoot the ball outside of he had taken a three pointer. He had made a three pointer in three years. It could be five, but we ain't relying on Ben Simmons to shoot threes. What they're relying on is Jimmy Butler offensive presence to open up the lanes for the drive for Ben Simmons, for the kicks for Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid post-presence, okay? And you got a guy like Wilson Chandler also who can knock down an open jump shot. Uh, he's he's just getting his feet wet. He will end up being the same Wilson Chandler. I say by an all-star break, this thing will get going. I mean, you're talking about the first game of the Jimmy Butler era. I mean, who wouldn't have them lose? But the center for the Orlando can Come on, man. It's an example of how they will struggle. Ben Simmons in that game was three or five from the field, three or five from the free throw line. He finished with nine point six assists. I just think Jimmy Butler maybe takes something away from him, uh, and I just don't know if they got enough. I mean, you got JJ Redick, you got Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, but you, your bench is weak. And a lot of times in the NBA, your top seven at least has got to be really good. And, and you look at Landry Shamit, Markel Fultz. I mean, uh, I we could go out and probably call him a bust. He was a number one pick. He can't even start. And see, that's another problem. Jimmy Butler already talking bad about his teammate, already saying he's done, you know. And as, you know, a reporter put out there, Butler says that it looks like, you know, Markel Fultz is done. I mean, you're already, you already degrading your teammates, you know what I'm saying. It's only been a couple of games. Jimmy Butler, so I, I don't know. We know what he does to young guys. Man, um, the Indians. guys, they, they've gone three and one since he left town. They 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 got to be the happiest people in the world that uh, Jimmy Butler's in, in Philly. Well, Anthony Towns had a girl in the middle of that situation. That was a whole other thing. But yeah, they're happy Jimmy Butler gone, but they didn't make the playoffs until Jimmy Butler got there. Gotcha. I got you, boss. I, I got you. But let's also f- face the fact that 
Carl Anthony Towns, those guys were a year older. They added Derrick Rose. They had some other pieces on that team. Derrick Rose was a man on that team, man. But Derrick Rose is coming off the bench. I think he was averaging seven. He was one of their second best players in the playoffs. It wasn't Jimmy Butler. Well, Jimmy Butler struggled in the playoffs. You, you're talking about the playoffs, bro. I'm talking about what got him there. Jimmy Butler was that guy during the season. Don't 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 give me nothing about one series. We, they lost in the first round. We talking about what got him there. Jimmy Butler's been in the league a long time. What has he done in the playoffs that leads you to believe that he could take a team to the NBA Finals? First of all, Chicago didn't have as much talent, uh, and especially in this starting five as this Philadelphia 76ers team does, man. I, I do think Joel Embiid is the best big man in the NBA. I think Ben Simmons is a future all-star. We know Simmons Butler is an all-star. I mean, that that's just my opinion. I just Seriously, think Butler is one of the better shooters in the guy. NBA. Yeah, I, I just think Butler's a, a numbers guy. Yeah, the numbers look good, but how good of a teammate he is. Uh, he's always throwing somebody under the bus. Man, Derrick Rose averaged, uh, what? What did he average last year, man? Uh, Not much. I, it's going to be about 17 a game. Last year? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Was it last year, 17? I don't know. Hey, Derrick, now, I know he came Derrick on Rose, the playoffs last year. He, he was good last year. If, if and not, if not Derrick Rose didn't even know 17 points last year. <laughs> All I know is my biggest problem with Jimmy Butler is I saw the interview he did, you know, Rachel Nichols, when he was talking about what he did in the practice, and he had two earrings on. You know, and I'm like, you just can't you can't do that. I knew right then this dude's going to be problems, man. So I, that's, that's, that's almost all I need to hear. But going forward, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Hey, Derrick Rose, in his 16 games with Cleveland, he averaged nine, and then he finished up averaging 5.8 with the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. I, I must be thinking about playoff numbers. I know right now he's at 19. Yeah, so basically, Justice, you got Derrick Rose back <laughs> all the way, MVP. No, Magic. no, no. He's a six-man Derrick Rose. He's, he's not – He's, he's, he'll be better without Jimmy Butler. I, I guarantee you that. Okay. We'll see, uh, man. We'll see. I'm going to just say this. All I can go by is what we've seen. I can't go by personal opinions and nothing like that. All I can go is by what we've seen. What we saw was pre-Jimmy Butler, no playoffs. With Jimmy Butler, playoffs. That's all I know. And without Jimmy Butler this year, they won't be in the playoffs again. That's all I know, and y'all can take that for what it's worth. Minnesota three and, three and one since since the trade. Uh, right now they find themselves that, now they were seven and ten. Now Jimmy Butler essentially imploded that team with his attitude, so they're already coming from the rear. They're gonna have to make up some ground if they're gonna they're gonna get in. Four no, they were losing while Jimmy Butler was sitting out. He wasn't even playing. Well, that's what I'm saying. You got a you got a guy who who's supposed to be playing. He's sitting out. That's not a win. That's not a guy that wants a team that wants wants to win. I think it's, it's all about what he did. It's all about. And let alone what he did with Carl Anthony Towns' girlfriend. I mean, all that going on. You can play the Towns ain't playing well. They calling him back <laughs> Butler. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You can't do that. And then he go get in the Anthony Towns' face like, "Why ain't you playing well?" Well, I, I think I might know. You know, but anyway. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know about that. Yeah. I guess that has yeah, nothing to do with basketball, but it may have something to do with it. Yes, it does. With uh, team chemistry. The, the butler did it. You know, that's a whole other thing. But anyway, I want to get on another topic here. Speaking of NBA drama, um, it's kind of why I love the NBA in, in, in a way, because there's a lot of stuff on and off the court that affects everything that goes on in the league. And this is another situation here with a combination of many factors uh, going into this incident. Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, um, big, big incident that happened, uh, matter of fact, playing the Clippers, um, the game on the line, um, you know, Draymond gets a rebound, running down the court, Durant is clapping for the ball, of course, in a late, late game situation, uh, Draymond rushes down the floor, uh, falls down, loses the ball, and just... It was just pretty much a disaster. They end up losing the game. Draymond uh, gets into 
uh, KD's face again in the situation. KD says he should have gave him the ball. Draymond calls him the B word, calls him all sorts of things, basically says he doesn't trust in uh, KD's faithfulness to the team in so many words. Um, he says we won without you. Um, and we'll do it again. So basically tell him to go on and leave. Uh, so on and so forth. So with that being said, Draymond was actually suspended for a game, which surprised me. Um, in a lot of instances, you don't see an actual suspension go down, but the Warriors felt like they needed to suspend Draymond. Uh, now he's back. And KD says it's not, all is not fixed between them, but he's not going to talk to the media about it. So all that being said, it's kind of a long setup to a complicated situation. Who wants, uh, yeah, let's, let's go to Evan first with this situation. Draymond versus KD. What you got? I'm going with KD. And Draymond, you should pass him the ball. You cried out the game seven loss to the Cavs in the parking lot, calling him, begging him to come. So since you want to call crying, begging him to come, you need to pass on the ball. So miss me with all that. He can leave because you asked him to come. You asked Kevin Durant to come. Now you're talking about he can leave? No, it don't work like that. You didn't believe your group could beat LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Love healthy. You needed an extra body. That is what it is, or else you wouldn't have caught him, period. I'm going with Kevin Durant because, number one, Draymond Green called him to come to the Warriors. Number two, you don't call your teammate out of his name. And number three, this isn't the first time Draymond Green has gotten into an accident uh, with somebody in the Warriors organization. That's why he was suspended. He tried to attack Steve Kerr, the head coach, before. This isn't the first time thing with Draymond Green. This is a reoccurring issue with him. He's too emotional. He talks too much. He's always the loudest one on the court. And to be honest with you, he, he needs to pipe it down a little bit, especially when it comes to his teammates. When it comes to roughing the opponent up, that's fine. But we, when it comes to your guys, I mean, y'all talk about Jimmy Butler being cancer. I mean, that's cancer right there. Uh, going at your coach, cussing at your teammates, that's cancer in itself. Uh, if KD lead the Warriors, they'll still be a good organization. Uh, but I don't think they're a championship team. I don't. Uh, so he might want to pipe it down a little bit, man. I'm rolling with KD on this one, man. That's a league MVP. That's a scoring champion. That's a finals MVP. Man, you might need to know your levels, man, because you're not on KD level, here. Well, ironically, uh, the Warriors went with KD tonight against the Spurs, and it was another loss. Yes, it was. A KD-led Golden State Warriors team without Draymond Green or without Steph Curry it's just not going to win the championship. We know that KD can't do it on his own. He couldn't do it, in fact, with Russell Westbrook, and they were loaded. So I think if – I'm going to ride with uh, Draymond on this one, number one, because as a teammate, if you're open, I see you. I'll get you the ball, but don't clap at me late in the games, especially when you're the same guy I remember with OKC who was who was nothing up at the end of in the games. So, yes, you, you've done well when – the team is playing well, and, and the, KD's a front runner. He's a classic front runner. When everything is going well, he's flexing and all that. But when things get tight, we saw it back in his early days at OKC when Tony Allen used to lock him up. And I think the OKC people were putting this uh, picture on the front page of the paper calling him Mr. Unreliable yes, and Allen Rich and all of that. And so now here we are. Golden State is struggling. They're, they're in one of their, the struggles that we've seen since they've been together as an organization. They won two championships before KD got there, and so uh, and two, I think I think they won one. They won one. They, they, they were more than likely going to win two. No, they won. I, I know Draymond no, got hurt. No, hurt they won. So you you really don't think that Draymond healthy in Game Seven they beat Cleveland? It wasn't because he wasn't healthy. It was because he got suspended Game Six. Not, not healthy, but yeah, on the floor. Uh, and he was on the floor in Game Seven. I think he missed what? He missed game, was it five? He missed game six. I'm going to tell you why they would have won. Okay. Cleveland was down 3-1. Cleveland won three straight games. Everybody want to talk about game six. What about the other two games Draymond played? What about Cleveland going into their house at Golden State, killing them and beating them, Kyrie with the dagger? What people forget is the only championship Golden State won pre-Kevin Durant was because my, uh, the Grizzlies end up getting, uh, injuries in the second round of playoffs, so they would have knocked them out. And Kevin, I mean, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love was injured. 
with the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron had to go at them by himself. That's why they went and got Kevin Durant. But if we're going to talk about pre-eras, then what? Well, how many uh, championships does Kevin Durant have pre-Golden State? Mm. Pre-Steph Curry? Zero. I mean, this guy tonight, once again, he's he's your guy. He's your guy against he's my guy. who. I mean, well, we. What I'm saying is, he's Golden State's guy. He he he's their clear. Uh, he's the two-time MVP of the finals. I think but that's I, I just, Without those other guys, I don't think he can get it done. I don't no. think he can get it done. I don't think that's KD's team. I think that's Steph's team. Exactly. I don't. I don't disagree with that part. I don't disagree with that. But if you let Draymond Green walk, you go to state. I don't think you can beat win another championship with just KD and uh, Steph Curry. What, do you think? Because you don't. You don't have enough toughness. You don't have enough toughness. KD's not tough. I agree a thousand. And I'm gonna just throw this in real quick. You know, is I feel like this is an extra weak move by the Warriors. And it's continuing to be weak because now they've given, um, I'm just reading here, they've given Draymond some time off, you know, uh, to cool off or whatever the case is. Look, this is basketball. Stuff like this happens. It happens. It happens. Look, man, teammates argue all the time. Sometimes they get in fights. Steve Kerr knows about that. You know what I'm saying? So, so all I'm saying is Jimmy Butler and the, seven, and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Teammates get into it. He just went and practiced and smacked all of them on the court. It's no different. All I'm saying, this ain't about that right now. Well, at least I don't think it's y'all man. Jimmy Butler actually lit a fire under those young guys. I think he may have actually done them a favor. In yeah, that's, that's, that's the difference there. He, he, call, he called them out. And maybe Draymond is doing a favor for KD by calling him out. You can't call me out if I'm better than you ten times. Stay in your lane, role player. That's it. Hey, he, I don't, I don't, KD, KD doesn't want it with them boxing gloves. You can say he what you want. want with the gloves yeah, and you can talk about KD. Draymond ain't Draymond if he ain't in that Golden State Warriors system, brother. Let's, let's put that out there. Straight up and down. You put him on any other team, he ain't that guy. But we've only seen him with Golden State. We, we saw him grow or a, 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 a real basketball mind can see it though. Well, he didn't, I'm saying he didn't jump ship though. He, he didn't, he didn't leave. He know not to jump ship. We know his best his career. I'm saying that it's to me it's just weak. So, because so do, do you agree with leaving leaving a, a team that just beat you in the playoffs? You in the playoffs? The team I just think beat it was you, the ultra, the next season? I, I think it was an ultra weak move. Let's not get it twisted. I'm not a KD guy. I think it was weak. But what I'm saying is, for a guy who's already attacked that when at his coach, a guy who's seen who we've seen get into it with his teammates before before uh, KD even got there, a guy who's been known to make dirty plays. And you go out and call your teammate a B-word. And then you tell him to leave. You come up looking stupid because you was the one crying in the car begging for him to come. So don't yeah, but Dr- Draymond, I mean, where's the loyalty from KD? I recruited you here. We put you in this position. And now when we get in a battle, you want to clap for the ball. Like, that, been, that's not that's not, a, that's not what good teammates do. The good teammates don't attack their coaches and cuss, the, cuss a lot of teammates out either. Let's not get it twisted. This is not Draymond's first incident with a teammate. It's not. It's not. Steve Kerr talk about it. Steve Kerr always downplays it. Now, is he just sugarcoating it, or does he does he really support Draymond Green? We're gonna find out over the next next couple of weeks who who the organization rides with. I mean, yeah, they, they gave uh, Draymond the fine probably because he publicly or privately really just ripped a hole in KD. But I, I think they I think if they want to win another championship, they're gonna have to keep Draymond Green. Definitely, it's it's not even a question because. You already have a proven track record, I feel like, with him more so than KD. And I know KD's been there the past couple of years. But look, here's the thing. Here's a quote, and I'm reading this here. Draymond Green shouted, you're a B, and you know you're a B. You know, and he said, we don't need you. We won without you. Leave. Now, think about this, guys. To your point, Evan. You know, yes, Draymond. Draymond was the one that called KD to come there, yes. But he didn't. He didn't realize how big of a punk that Durant was until he became his teammate. So now you got all this, and then I think a lot of politicking may be going on, this is just assuming on me, trying to become the guy for the Warriors. And I think the Warriors wanted that also, which is why they suspended Draymond. You don't suspend a guy for an altercation like this. On the court, that's that's just one of those things that happens. Man, I just don't understand that. So they got they got to protect KD. 
KD, he, he, yeah, you already know. He's, he's a mama's boy. So they got exactly. him in there. I mean, I, I would side up with a top three player in under any circumstances in, in this one, but KD, man, I, I don't know. I don't yeah, y'all calling KD soft like Draymond, like a goon. Like, who, who he to put hands on? Like, outside of just talking, he got a big mouth. But who, 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 where have we seen him be a goon? That, that's today's NBA. Dude. I mean, we, we don't see real fights in the NBA. Come on, bro, homie. Dude, ain't no, he ain't that guy. Look, he's not, and he's still. Oh, man, he better go back to no commercials with the braces in his mouth, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Sit down, homie. Like, I agree. I'm not a big Draymond guy, but he still would beat down KD if they got in the fight. That's just a whole other thing. But all I know is I, I don't I don't like the fact that I feel like they're trying to angle for KD to be the man. But it's clearly Steph's team. I, I, I want to say this. I want to say this, and I'm, I'm going to leave it alone. Just as you, you've coached before, I coach. Uh, Josh, you know a lot about the game. Mm-hmm. If you've had a guy who's gotten into altercation with various teammates, if you've had a guy who've attacked your coach, at some point you have to make a stance and say, hey, this behavior is not acceptable, period. Yes, you have been able to win because you just stacked the box and stacked your teams. So you've had the more superior talent. But teams aren't scared of Golden State anymore. Golden State is 5-5 five and five in their last 10. So they tell you that we're taking L's with Draymond on the court. So let's, let's, let's just be honest with yourselves, man. Draymond has to pipe it down a little bit within the organization. It, it isn't all on KD. You can't be calling your teammates beats. Point blank, period. And you can't be attacking your coach. And that's, that's where I leave it at. And if you guys disagree with that, then you can't be on Jimmy Butler head. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it at that, man. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to say his last thing. Remember, you know, with being in Memphis, we remember Tony Allen and O.J. Mayo got in the fight. And Tony busts O.J. in the eye. I don't remember anybody getting suspended. I remember O.J. being out because his eye was swollen or whatever the case was. I'm just saying. But I think they suspended Tony Allen, if I'm not mistaken. Did they suspend Tony? I don't remember who suspended Tony Yeah, I mean, the TA, and that was TA first incident, too. Okay, okay. But nonetheless, uh, shout out to OJ, wherever, wherever he is, man. Man, we uh, OJ back in the league, man. I tell you, that was my guy. I was a big OJ fan, I can't lie. You know, I know he was on that on that juice. Uh, but <laughs> Literally. <laughs> 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 but, uh, despite that, man. Uh, look, speaking of uh, on the juice, uh, LeBron James. All right, uh, you got you got LeBron uh, starting to play really, really well. I can't deny. I had a big game against the Miami Heat. Uh, crazy enough, they said it's the first time he's been in Miami to play the Heat uh, since he left. Uh, but they get the win. The Lakers kind of trying to. Look like they're trying to figure some things out, um, you know. Um, but Evan, um, or just whoever wants to take it, man, what do you, what do you think about the King and the Lakers? I think the Lakers are, are a mixed bag. They're 8-7 and seven through 15 games. LeBron has played all of those games, if I'm not mistaken. Even though he had the 51-point the game and uh, the 44-point game against Portland, they lose to a, a, a Orlando Magic team. Once again, there's that Magic team who's, who's eight and eight, and in that one, uh, Lonzo Ball he's really been struggling. He's in the starting lineup right now with Rondo out. He didn't score any points against them. In the next game, he scored two points. Kuzma only had eight, and so it seems like if the Lakers are going to win, LeBron is going to have to go out and do this: fifty points, forty-eight points. I don't know if he can sustain it against uh, Orlando. He only played twenty-five minutes, and the team loses by thirteen. So he he's got to play a lot of minutes. And he's got to do a lot for them to win against uh, Miami. Thirty-eight minutes to get those fifty-one points, eight rebounds. I think that's a lot of wear and tear on LeBron. They got so many young guys on that team. They should be able to come out and beat Miami without LeBron having to go out and play thirty-nine minutes. Interesting, uh, Evan. What say you? I mean, I don't know why we don't think LeBron can carry a team. He's just done it in Cleveland his whole career, so I'm not sure why. We we down what he can do now uh, as far as just being 
you know, having the endurance. I mean, he became. Well, I think. I think here's the thing, just real quick, is you know soon it's a ticking time bomb LeBron's head, right? Is that help? Help. You hear it ticking at his head. You know, D Wade. I know he's too old. I can't go after him. Bosh. I can't. I can't reach out to him anymore. Uh, Melo, he may be trying to call him up. He needs another star, he is, and he's going to end up asking for one like he always does, sooner or later. That's, that's just me. That's just me, man. That man ain't asking for nobody. He, Not yet. He's, he don't he, – let me tell you something, Josh. It just is. That move to L.A. won for range, man. That was, the, that was to keep building the empire. That was a business move. I don't move. deny that. that I don't a, deny that. That was a business move. I think he's comfortable where he at right now in his career. He's arguably one of the best players to ever play the game. But this L.A. team has won seven of his last nine games. LeBron has upped the ante a little bit. Um, and, and, yeah, they lost to Orlando, but that Orlando team isn't terrible. Uh, that's the team that can make the playoffs in the East. So, And I like that young core they got. So mm-hmm. I think this Los Angeles Lakers team is in their stride. Of course, they started off slow, and a lot of, uh, LeBron new teams end up starting off slow, but they end up getting it together towards the end of the year. I think that this LA Lakers team, five to six seed in the NBA. No, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. I think that'll be the top five seed in the, in the NBA uh, playoffs. And I think LeBron James will not end the season with another superstar. I don't think they get a trade off by the All Star break. And I think he does well with the Lakers in the playoffs. No, they won't get to the conference finals. No, they won't get to the NBA Finals, but here to get them back to the postseason somewhere the Lakers haven't been in a while. I'm, I'm glad you waved the white flag. Uh, yeah, the Lakers haven't been in a long time, but LeBron James won't get them there this year. I mean, where's where the lie at? Yeah, uh, they're they're at least a, a year or a year away from from making a deep run. They're gonna need more superstars. The roster is currently constructed. LeBron James is not good enough to take them to the NBA Finals in the West. I don't, I don't think they can make a Golden State for Name one team in the – name one take that, that L.A. Lakers team to the to the Finals. Name one. Hey, this is – Brian is a GM, so he's, he's both player and GM, so it's his job, I, I guess. This is not the team, dude. This is not the team. I thought you were going to say Jimmy Butler. Who t- wait, whose team is it? Dude, Brandon Ingram was there pre-LeBron. Kyle Kuzma was there pre-LeBron. Uh, Lonzo Ball was there pre-LeBron. Josh Hart pre-LeBron. This is not a LeBron. Uh, my boy, uh, the, the shooter. Cantavius um, uh, Carwell Pope pre-LeBron. Luke Walton, since y'all want to say he picked coaches, pre-LeBron. This is but not a LeBron team. Didn't he handpick this team? Didn't he handpick this organization? He signed with them in the offseason. This is his team. He he picked them. This is who yeah, you're you walking back now, man. You, you you know that ain't what you meant at first. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't I don't think uh, L. A. Uh, is going to get it done with LeBron unless they make some major moves in that roster. And uh, how I'm going to tell you something. You know what? Don't walk it back. Their matchup better be be very favorable in the first round. Hey, and don't walk it back too much, Justice. He got Rondo in there. He he signed a treaty with Lance Stevenson. Got him in there. Javale McGee. Mm-hmm. JaVale McGee, he begged Tyson Chandler to come um, already this year. So that's the Brad first. Stevenson. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, Kuzma, Kuzma and Ingram, yes. But Ingram is, is I think he's going to have to be one of the odd men out anyway. I, I don't see how he continues to, to do what he does. Kuzma only played 21 minutes against Miami. And now Ingram got 35 minutes. Uh, so it's it's like if you talk to the average Lake, Laker people to tell you that they like Kuzma better. Now, I'm going to tell you this. So they, they got a decision to make in, in that one. And now looking at the schedule, right? And and Evan is, is 100% correct. He's always on it, you know, with, with these with these facts, man. But let's look at it. I'm looking at the wins. Dallas, Portland, Minnesota, uh, pre-Jimmy Butler trade, um, Sacramento, Atlanta, Portland again, and Miami. It's not that impressive to me. You know, and then you lose to the real contender in, in, in Toronto. And you lose at, at Orlando. So we're going to ask out the fact that they beat Denver, right? I mean, yeah, yeah they beat Denver. So I mean, yeah. yeah, they did beat my Denver squad, man. My Nuggets are going to beat them next time. Man, I keep wanting the Chambers out, man. You know I ain't going to go out like this, man. <laughs> <laughs> man, a silver bullet waiting on me. It's all right. 
Hey, but I am going to say this. Yes, LeBron did add all those guys, but none of those are all-star guys. And, yes, they have beat up on a cupcake schedule, but those are the, the games you need to win as a young team, which they are with their core, because I don't, I don't include Rondo and McGee as their core, because they're one year. They, they lost the most of the good teams they played throughout the season, Josh. They lost at Portland. They lost to Houston. They lost to San Antonio twice. Uh, they lost to Minnesota. They lost to Toronto. And then they lost to Orlando. Uh, who have they beat? They, they're losing to every good team they play. So I got to see this team get over the hump to, to suggest that they can come out and win a playoff series when you got guys struggling. Uh, and LeBron James has to do everything. And all the wins is usually LeBron James who's, who's leading them. They let, me tell you let me tell you something real quick, Evan, and Justice. Wednesday night at Cleveland. ESPN, Lakers at the Cleveland Cavaliers. Lakers about 30. I'm going to tell you something right now. Cleveland is going to win that game. It's going to be an upset. It's going to be a close game. LeBron may have a big game, but Cleveland, it ain't going to make it's, it's not going to make any sense. I can't give you a basketball reason, but Cleveland's going to win that game. Watch. I'm telling you. Well, just look at their next five games. So, so you got at Cleveland, which they should win that one. I don't agree with you on that one, Josh. But then you go Utah, Orlando, who you've already lost to. You got uh, you got both of those teams at home. You go at Denver, and then you play uh, Indiana. So, so how you got them going in the next five, uh, next five six games? Uh, Evan? Well, they're two and five against playoff teams. I was just looking at it. Uh, who I think will be playoff teams? They beat Denver and Portland. I think both of us agree. Both of those got both of those teams will be in the playoffs. Uh, I think they beat Cleveland. Uh, I'm not, they got Utah at home. I think they beat Utah. I think they beat Orlando at home. I think they'll get them back in the rematch. Uh, the Utah team has been disappointing so far, honestly. Yeah. Um, I think they lose at Denver in Mount High Stadium. Uh, and I think they beat the Pacers at home. Utah's been up and down. They actually beat, uh, Boston yesterday, even though Boston, I guess they've been up and down too. Yeah. I got them going four and one in that five game stretch. I think they, I got them. And then after that, they got two really easy games with uh, Dallas and Phoenix. So they really need to take advantage of uh, a really weaker side of their schedule coming up. Yeah, well, nothing's really that easy. I think the last time they played Dallas, it was 114-113. LeBron James, he had a, had some big shots late to help them win that one. But if, if LeBron doesn't play great, this, this L.A. team is just not good. Well, it goes back to, and I'm going to leave it alone, it goes back to – just how impressive it is with what he's doing. I mean, this team wasn't beating bad teams last year. He's literally the biggest accusation. I mean, you put Rondo, uh, Tyson Chandler, and JaVale McGee and Lance Stevenson on this team without LeBron, this isn't a good team. There's not one player in the NBA who could single-handedly impact a franchise the way LeBron James does. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's just not. There's not one player in the NBA who could have took the Cleveland Cavaliers to the finals but LeBron. I mean, we, we need to understand, man. I mean, look how many game-winning shots he hit in the playoffs last year. Look how many 40-point triple-doubles he had last year in the playoffs. Put some respect on this man's name, man. He, I mean, he's, he's one of the greatest of all time. Let me throw this out there before we get to the next topic here. Um, supporting cast. Which is better, what what he has this year or what he had in Cleveland uh, last year? You can take it, Evan. Uh, and, man, that's kind of hard because I, 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 I'm one of the guys who really like Kevin Love, honestly. Uh, he's an all-star guy. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think with LeBron and Kyrie, he kind of just played third, second fiddle or third fiddle, honestly, because he wanted a ring. And you don't have too many guys doing that. I think Kevin Love uh, spent a lot of his 2010 years that he still had in the post-Minnesota in Cleveland to win a ring. So I think if you're talking about all-star, uh, Cleveland, because Kevin Love was that guy. Uh, but as a whole, that Cleveland team wasn't all that good, man. I'll probably have to go Lakers. Yeah, and honestly, I actually agree because Kuzma and, and Brandon Ingram. They just don't do Yeah. So that's that's definitely interesting, man. Now, to, to the next guy we're going to talk about here. Could he be that missing piece for some team out there that is in 
that needs an edge, that needs a killer, that needs a star to come in and, and make make things happen. Maybe even the Memphis Grizzlies have heard some people throw that out. Uh, Carmelo Anthony has already uh, had his divorce from Mike D'Antoni and uh, the Houston Rockets. Uh, the slander for Melo is deep right now. Um, it's everywhere. Uh, they're saying he should retire. Uh, some people are even tossing him um, to uh, Puerto Rico. So with all that being said, what, what's the next step for Melo? Can he still be a valuable piece to somebody in this current NBA? Or is he done? And does he need to go back uh, to Lala? Uh, who wants to take It's retirement time for Carmelo. It's time to retire. Uh, I think his days in the NBA are numbered. If any team takes him, I'm, I'm not sure what he does for that team. I think his days are done. He couldn't get it done with Denver. Well, in, in fact, really, that was his best place. He, he probably should have tried to stay there in Denver. He had something going with that group when they had all those young guys, J.R. Smith and so forth. But he he struggled in Houston. I, I thought he was going to get it done in OKC. I was really disappointed with that group. They didn't do anything. And so I just think uh, Carmelo, he's in his 14th, 15th year. He's got a lot of mileage on those legs. He's a bona fide scorer, bona fide first half ballot Hall of Famer. But in terms of him contributing to a winning team that plays defense, I don't think he can get it done. So I, I think it's time to uh, have a farewell tour for Carmelo Anthony. Man, Evan, that's your boy. What you got? It depends on what Carmelo wants. Car- Carmelo needs to figure out what he wants. If he still wants to be a starter and the man of a team, I agree with Justice. He needs to buy out. Um, if he he still has a place in the NBA at the right spot. Uh, in Memphis, people can say what they want to, but they can use a guy who, who, who will be able to come in and, and put up some buckets. Because the guy still can score. He can still get to the rack. He's not as explosive off the dribble as he was, but he still has a place in the NBA. With that being said, look, uh, Carmelo isn't a guy who's willing to come off the bench like Wade. So I think it's time for him to buy out. I'm a Carmelo fan. I love him mm-hmm. But let's buy out while your legacy as one of the most prolific scorers to ever come through the NBA is still intact. I mean, he's – Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that legacy really intact at this point? I mean, he has taken a beating over the past yeah. few seasons. I, I just, I, I hate it for him because he, he, there was one time where he was neck and neck with LeBron. And if you look at the trajectory of their careers, and Melo's been to the Western, or the, the conference finals one time in a, in a long career. So, uh, I'm, I'm not sure what is his legacy outside of just being a scorer. On bad teams, what, what's his real legacy? I'll tell you what his legacy is. His legacy is uh, at Syracuse. He was one. He was one of the first one and done players to lead a uh, uh, NCAA team to a national title under Jim Beheim. Uh in, in Denver, he took his team to the playoffs each of his eight years, and he was a scoring champion. He's a uh, multiple Olympic gold medalist. He's known as one of the most bona fide scorers to ever come through here. He's uh, he was he was arguably. Arguably, like he said, neck and neck in his rookie year with LeBron James and took the Denver Nuggets to the playoffs in his rookie year. In New York, he had things looking up with Mike Woodson as the coach, but when Phil Jackson yeah. won 54 games and went to the playoffs when Phil Jackson got in, he decided Mike Woodson wasn't his guy and wanted to hire his guy, which was Derek Fisher, and that was a terrible move. So he's been a victim of bad situations also, but those situations were his decisions. He wanted to get out of Denver, and he wanted to go be on the big stage in New York. It just so happened James Dolan and those guys have always run a terrible organization and made a bad hire for Phil Jackson. Now, I'm just I'm just afraid that hold on. it's all said and done. Oh, oh go ahead, go ahead. Hold on, because we're going we, we when we talk about a, a future Hall of Famer like Melo, we got to say facts. Mm-hmm. That, that's what we have to do. In New York, he still was a 20 plus guy. He did not want to leave New York. Phil Jackson forced him out in the most ugliest and disrespectful way possible. People forget that. And feel the fans wanted them gone as well, right? Who? The fans. The fans of New York. They wanted them gone. Oh, no, man. If you remember, fans was going at Phil Jackson the way he treated him. Going at him. Phil was a disaster all the way around. Yeah, and that was James Dolan. And they've always ran a bad organization. I think he Absolutely. spent – he spent – he probably should have left New York a year or two earlier. 
But Melo has always been a guy. I don't think he was always has never been worried about the rings. He's worried about that next contract. So I think he's going to be a victim of that. I think I think his 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 legacy is still intact. I know kids in middle school still know. So I mean, they know Melo. So I think he needs to bow now another year. Now we're talking about damaging it. Right now, bow. I don't even. You don't need no farewell tour, man. That's getting out of hand. Bow, I don't want to see him like uh, Allen Iverson, where he's bouncing around from rocket exactly. rocket in his career, yep. and, and it's not not what we remembered him as. And, and right now, he's got an opportunity to somewhat salvage it. But even his exit to Houston, where I mean, basically he got cut, and that's mm-hmm. not something you would expect to see from a, a first ballot Hall of Famer, where uh, they just not able to coexist with with a good team. You know what, and I can't help but think about Allen Iverson when you bring up the the Memphis possibility. Even though I've I've always kind of wanted Melo as a Grizzly, you know, going back the last few years, but you know, I just don't want to see a press conference. And Memphis, remember, like the AI press conference, they give him a guitar and then he never makes it back to the FedEx form again. You know, so it's it's one of those things, man. It's kind of a shame. And odd thing is, I hadn't even heard, you know, overseas teams. I don't know about the Puerto Rico thing popped up, which kind of came out of nowhere. Um, but then you're talking about, uh, I hadn't even heard China. China hadn't even given it off. China, they, they signed Stefan Marbury and guys like that. They haven't even, um, you know, reached out to Carmelo. So I don't know how to feel about, about all this, man. But I do, I will say this to what Evan was saying. The worst decision he made, and I know he loves New York and everything, was going to the Knicks. That was the worst decision of his career. You know, even though things could have turned out well, it was the worst decision he could have made. The best team they had was when they had Chauncey Billups at point guard. Um, and they finally had a floor general to play with Melo, kind of like they did back in Denver. So, this is my thought. Hey, I was on their team too, man. Yeah, he was. He was. Come think of it. Hey, Josh, the Western Conference standards have been updated. Number one is Portland at 11 and 5, and tied for two is the Memphis Grizzlies, the LA Clippers, and Golden State. What do, you, what do you say about the new number two team in the West, the Memphis Grizzlies? That's insane. <laughs> That's insane. Who would have thought? Who would have thought the Grizzlies at this point right now? Um, you know what? I'm going to say this. I don't think I said this start of the season. I think the Grizz can make the playoffs. And I, say, I say they they will make the playoffs. I think they'll be a five or six seed, something like that. I didn't have them in there initially, uh, and I'm still skeptical about whether or not Mike Conley and uh, Marcus All can stay healthy long enough for them to, to stay where they are. But if they do stay healthy, then I do think that the Memphis team has enough talent uh, their bench, in particular, with uh, Marshawn Brooks. Dylan Brooks is out for a while. Shelvin Mack has been solid. We talked about him earlier this season, whether or not he could keep it up, and, and somehow he's managing to still do that, uh, mm-hmm. to have double-figure games. I think he's averaging almost 12 off the bench. Mike Conley, Ben Mike Conley, making big clutch shots and, and clutch moments. Uh, he helped them uh, beat that Milwaukee team with a big shot late in the game. And Marcus All, he's starting to play ball. I know we talked about trading him, but he's trying to he's kind of making you think that uh, maybe the Grizzlies had something in mind when uh, they wanted to keep him around Jaron Jackson. Because Jaron Jackson, I didn't mention him, but this guy here, I think he's a top three rookie, a future all-star. And uh, his 27-point performance against Sacramento. Oh, it's interesting Marvin Bagley was taken ahead of him. But I, I think if, if Sacramento was doing the draft over again, they would probably take Jaron Jackson. And I can't see him playing behind Bielicia. I can't figure that out. I don't know what Dave Yeager's doing. But uh, you got a number two pick in Marvin Bagley. He's bagging up a guy. But uh, Jaron Jackson brings both the ability to be a stretch four, a stretch five, defend, but also score in the paint. I think he has a unique package that really no other rookie in the league brings to the table. I agree. And I'm going to say this real quick for bring Evan back in. I'm going to tell you what Dave Yeager's doing. He's showing you how he's never been a good coach. A bunch of people wanted to say, you know, he was the next coming with the Grizzlies. He wasn't a good coach with the Grizzlies, and he's showing in Sacramento he's not a good coach, period. That's just my thoughts. But uh, go ahead, Evan. 
Uh, Dave Yeager is a prime example of when you backstab people who help you out, nothing's going to come good to you. I'm going to leave it at that. As far as Memphis Grizzlies, um, we're number three now. They got Golden State at number two. We're half a game behind them. Uh, but to see now, I'm, I'm sure Golden State is 12 and six after that loss tonight against the Spurs. Mm-hmm. That puts Memphis uh, a, a half a game behind them because Golden State has played more games. Just how the standards uh, calculation equals out. Uh, mm-hmm. The Grizzlies, it's hard, man, to sit here and say they're going to be a playoff team because right now you got Houston out. I think they'll end up being a playoff team. Uh, you got Utah out. I, I still think they'll end up being a playoff team. Um, I think I don't see L.A. dropping. The only possible drop is the Pelicans uh, because I don't see Denver – or, or the Thunder dropping out, and I see the Clippers possibly being able to drop out. Um, so that means the difference margin for errors is tight. Yeah, it is. Because you, you got to think, man, Houston, they're, they're seven and three in their last 10. Uh, they're going to get in. I don't think nobody on here disputes that. Um, I think San Antonio finds a way to get in. Uh, just if you just go off of history, you think a great Popovich team is going to be there. Uh, so that leaves it, uh, really two spots to the Grizzlies, Clippers, and Pelicans because you don't see the, the Nuggets, the Thunder, or the Trailblazers dropping out. Uh, so if you, mm. that's tight. but I'm going to go on a limb, man. Um, man, I don't know on that one, man. It's tough. I mean, you take into account the thing that I, I'm giving the Grizzlies advantage is the fact that they're doing things, and I liked when I heard JB talk about it. I just wasn't sure how the execution was going to go, but I like how I'm seeing it so far. Focusing on defense. One of the top, if not the top, I believe, scoring defense in the NBA, and you're showing it. I mean, I was curious how it would match up with some of the better teams, and seeing it at least early on, uh, they showed that they can at least uh, cause, they're causing everybody trouble. Um, in comparison to their, their normal averages. Uh, their offense is a little better than usual for an uh, average Grizzlies team. So I think that difference of style of play compared to some of these other teams is what gives them up. Well, we, up we, we've been talking about five-game stretches now. In, in that five-game stretch, the Grizzlies went 4-1. and one. They beat Philly, lost uh, to Utah at home, which is their first home loss of the year. But then they bounced back with wins at Milwaukee. Uh, home against Sacramento and then on the road to earlier today against Minnesota. Their next five is home versus Dallas on Monday, at the, on the road at San Antonio on Wednesday, on the road at the Clippers on Friday, home against uh, New York on Sunday the 25th, and then next or Tuesday the 27th they host Toronto. How do they finish in those five, Evan? What you got? Well, well, here, here, here's the thing. I'm so glad you brought that up because. San Antonio and the Clippers are, are two teams we just mentioned that I think that they'll end up battling for playoff spots. Mm-hmm. And San Antonio is a division game, so you always want to have that tiebreaker against those guys. Um, I think they go Dallas win, San Antonio at San Antonio. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's going to be a good game. I'm going to go win. I'm going to win in San Antonio. No, 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 no. I'm going to go lost to San Antonio, win at the Clippers, win at home versus Knicks, lost at home versus Raptors. I got them going three and two. So three and two. Yeah. Wow. If I, I look at that, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take Dallas beating them. I'm going to say they're going to, uh, woo. That San Antonio, LA is tough because LA puts up a lot of points. Uh, so does San Antonio. I, I think, uh, Memphis beats Dallas, San Antonio. They lose to the Clippers. They're going to beat New York, uh, and then I'll probably also have them losing to Toronto. So I've got them three and two, but I think they beat San Antonio and lose on the road at the Clippers. Lou Williams and, and those guys, I think, are going to be too much offensively for the Grizzlies. And also, they play defense. They, they're going by the name Clamp City. you got Patrick Beverly. Avery Bradley's been out, but also Montrez Harrell, who's coming off the bench, has been a revelation for that Clippers team. So i like them to uh, beat the Grizzlies in that one. Yeah, I got a feeling, man, that's going to be another uh, Grizz Clippers. And I know that rivalry is, you know, is not really there as much, you know, without CP3 and Blake. But I feel like that's going to be a 
a really good game. Um, this is the one six out of seven since since uh, losing to the to Philly. They beat Orlando, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. They lost to Portland. That was the only loss, and then they beat Milwaukee, Golden State. That was a big one in OT, San Antonio, and Brooklyn. So the Clippers, they they beat the top teams in the NBA so far. Yeah, they did. Doc Rivers, great job, no question. Um, you know, in the early going. And I think Dallas, I do think the Grizz lose to Dallas for whatever reason. That's one of those typical, unexpected Grizz losses I can see right there. Luka Doncic, Dennis Smith Jr., guys like that, you know, taking advantage a little bit. But I'll say three and two as well. I agree with the same order that uh, Justice has there. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out with the Grizz. We're calling a loss tomorrow, right? Yeah. No, I, I, no, I got to beat Dallas. I don't think Memphis loses to Dallas. The way they played this year, for the most part, they have they the level of their competition. I mean, they they handled Golden State. I, I expect them to handle Dallas, even though that Luka Doncic. Uh, I was watching. I don't know who they were playing in one of those games, but uh, that, that kid was going to work. I mean, he's a young guy. That, matter of fact, that was Golden State. Uh, he gave them twenty four and nine. Luka Doncic, he he's been good early. Harrison Barnes had twenty three in that game. But I, I think Grizzlies defensively, they're, they're right now they're leading the league in points allowed, so they're the best defensive team in the NBA, and I think that they're going to lock down Dallas. Yeah, they, they should. I, I agree that they should. Uh, and Luca, I got to admit to being wrong about Luca. I didn't think he'd be like this early on. I, I want to say something before we close out. Uh, a lot of fans uh, jumped on JB. After the just disastrous first game that uh, against Indiana, mm-hmm. this is why you don't jump to conclusions. Because that man has got his system in order. He's kind of juggled with playing time with guys, but it seemed like he's settling in on the rotation that he wants. And he got these guys buying in. Uh, I want to send a salute out to J.B. Bickerstaff. He's doing an exceptional job with this group. Uh, when a starter, uh, Jermichael Green went down, which is probably a blessing in disguise. I'm glad he's back healthy because he oh, definitely a blessing in disguise. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I just want to send a shout out to JB Bickerstaff. Uh, if you ask me to get him a grade right now, it'll be an A plus. Yeah. No, uh, the biggest thing with Jermichael Green now coming back against, uh, Minnesota, eight points, eight rebounds off the bench. The, the production he was giving you as a starter, he can still do that in backup minutes. I'm and be just, I, I, yeah, because Jaron Jackson, he needed to start. He needed those minutes. Now, what's yeah. interesting is tonight he only played 18 minutes against Minnesota. Because all his minutes were up around 36. Uh, maybe Jermichael Green coming back takes away some minutes from Jaron Jackson. I don't want to see it that. It doesn't happen. need to. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. had 13 points, two rebounds, one assist, uh, three block shots. Uh, he was 6 of 10. In 19 10. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Jermichael Green played more minutes than him. Uh, in his first game back from a broken jaw. So that's something to monitor as the season goes along to see what J.P. does with that group. Kyle Anderson, he's not a scorer. We know that. But he played 31 minutes. So that's showing me that, that uh, Bickerstaff believes in, in Anderson just as much as he does in, in Jackson early on. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you, Anderson, he's never going to be a scorer. But I do like what he brings defensively and offensively as far as being a facilitator and things of that nature. He's um he's done a good job, but my thing is, and I'm worried about the only thing I'll give JB a negative note on is the way he's handled Jackson. Despite as well as he's played, his minutes don't make sense. You know, the too few minutes where he's putting up really good numbers, uh, taking them out late in games where you need an enforcer down low because Mark is not going to be, you know, I mean he can, but uh, you know what I'm saying. Jackson is an enforcer, as you see, three blocks in 19 minutes. You need him to play as much as possible. Jermichael should take no minutes from Jackson, uh, even though I, I think Jermichael's a good bench player. So, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It's going to be one of those developing stories uh, throughout the year. But uh, I think that's going to do it, man, uh, for this edition, NBA edition of the Deliberation Sports Podcast. Got into a lot of great topics today. Definitely appreciate y'all tuning in, checking us out, checking out what we do. Uh, you can catch us this week. Matter of fact, this Tuesday with our segment we do every Tuesday on Talk Back Live uh, with Bob and Josh from AM730 in Memphis. Uh, you can check that out uh, as well uh, with us talking 
all things uh, Memphis and more. Obviously, I'll check that out as well. You can check out the work from Evan Justice uh, and more on uh, TomBeckLineNetwork.org. See some of the great writing uh, on there as well. And uh, Justice, remind the people where they can follow the social media. On Twitter at DeliberationSP1. On uh, Facebook at Deliberation Sports Podcast, also the Deliberation Sports Community Group, and on Instagram at Deliberation Sports Podcast. They can also yes, uh, subscribe and, and follow on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and, and more. Definitely, definitely, man. So we definitely appreciate the support, continuing uh, to keep doing what we do. You're on the Deliberation Sports Podcast, and we will see you soon.